This is Post Credit Brews. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And today is the opening of season four of Post Credit Brews. It's good to be here with you guys. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, and we have a we have a pretty special episode today. You know, probably our most anticipated movie of 2021, Spider Man No Way Home. You know, we we've done a few Spider we've done a Spider Man episode in the past, but obviously. You know, this is the new Spider-Man movie that came out. It's making, like, a ridiculous amount of money. And I think we talked about this in maybe every episode of the last season, mm-hmm. at least leading up to this. Yeah. You know, not to show our cards too quick, but I will say I think this is definitely the best Marvel movie that came out this year. Oh, for sure. So, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I think I'd agree. But, so. I saw it make it a push for, like, best, like um, best picture of the Oscars. Do you see that? I saw that. I think they're... That's you know a little fan heavy, <laughs> little that, wishful thinking. There. Enjoy it, yeah. It's like they looked at Scorsese's comments and was like, "All right, we're gonna make the best damn thing we've ever seen." Yeah, well, I've seen like Tom Holland has been like throwing stuff at him. You know, They're probably not gonna work together at some point. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he Scorsese worked with Garfield on Silence, so maybe they'll uh, they didn't throw that in the multiverse in this one. And Adam Drivers was in the end. Yeah, in the cameo. This character, Neeson's. No. They play like missionary priests. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I don't think when you're going to see them out? in this. Uh, 2016. Oh. Yeah. Is it only Netflix or anything? No, it came out in the theaters. Oh. Me, me and John saw it. it might, yeah, it might yeah. be on stream. It's good. It's a long movie. Yeah, it is a good it's movie. Good. <laughs> it's not Wolf of Wall Street. So, we'll do a silence episode next one. Uncharted looked pretty good when we saw it in the trailer for this. Yeah, Un- Uncharted looks good. A new trailer, I think, came out since then. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was mixed on that first trailer, but this one looked a little bit better. Mm-hmm. This one looked cooler. He, I mean, Tom Holland is, I mean, he, he's a big asset for Sony. Like, I think they, they're just going to continue, I feel like, using him in movies. Yeah, you can see he's definitely like progressing as an actor, too. Mm-hmm. Especially since he came out of nowhere. Like, Spider-Man yeah. was like, his first big-time thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's done a couple things before then, but, like, Spider-Man like, really put him on the map, though. Yeah, I'm trying... I mean, the only thing that I really remember him doing, and I'm, I'm sure he did other movies than this, but, like, The Impossible, that one, like, movie about the uh, tsunami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. young in that, too. Very, very Watts. young. Yeah. That was 2012, I think. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. It was good. Dave, did you see that? No, I did not. I didn't either. Yeah, but it was... He's yeah. good in it. He does, like, a decently, like, get separated, so... Okay. Yeah, Ewan McGregor, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, I mean, we're excited to talk about this movie. we got a lot to talk about. I mean, we've, you know, we saw it a couple weeks ago, but we've been just kind of talking about it for a lot since then. Yeah, we saw it right before Christmas break. Speaking yeah. of which, how was your Christmas, guys? Did you guys do any fun? It was nice, low-key, you know. Yeah, very low-key. Got, uh, got to see the family and everything, so that was nice. Yeah, you know, with the um, variant of the month coming out of nowhere again and you know, making it a little more difficult, kind of just very low-king. Yeah. Same thing for me. Yeah. Keep it small, you know. Let's do a roll call. Which do you think, who do you think would be anti-vaxxers out of all the villains that were in this movie? Who is having that conversation? We're all thinking it. Blizzard, <laughs> for sure. Right? <laughs> Sandman, maybe, too. <laughs> Sandman? I'd see Doc as like a Moderna guy. There's an Easter egg video that uh, Defoe's cure was the AstraZeneca vaccine. <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like Defoe's, uh, yeah. Uh, 
I forget what it was. <laughs> just the Johnson Johnson reacted the first time and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I guess I guess before, we should probably get the disclaimer since before we uh, really get heavy into it. If you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, we're going to be talking a lot about it. Lots of spoilers. Definitely. Um, I'm surprised we haven't spoiled it already. <laughs> I know. Like, well, just in this small time, you know. With the villains, I mean, they were on the commercials. They were, yeah. And stuff, yeah. So yeah. it's if not like they seen, were... If you've seen the trailers, we haven't given anything away. Yeah. Right. Lizard is in this movie for everyone. And I thought he was going to be the biggest surprise of the movie, too. We got a lot of direct messages about that. Yeah. Lizard centric episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, the direct messages be, be recording that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man! But no, it's good to be back in the in the studio again. Yeah, season yeah. four. I can't wait for doing four seasons of this podcast already. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. we're keeping us on the air. We haven't been kicked off yet. What? This is crazy. Yeah, we we still have two very uh, loyal fans in Ireland and. They're going to keep us going. Well, no, one. It's been one for the last couple of months. One, okay. One of them kind of went off the, like, stopped listening. Off the grid. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, post-credit brews. We're back at it. Mm-hmm. As always, we do have a beer featured. John, you brought this to us today. What are we drinking today? So this is from the Springhouse Brewing Company in Lancaster. Ooh. It's, it's very fitting for Ock. Um, and it is a cherry hazy. It is uh, 7.1% alcohol. Um, and definitely, I mean, I think by this can, I think you can get some Spider-Man and multiverse vibes. Definitely Doctor Strange vibes. Yeah, some lightning bolts on the side for Electro, some mm-hmm. Hourglass for Sandman. This kind of looks like the thing that's in the Doctor Strange trailer. I was going to say, what is that? The Yeah, it does. Like yeah, that thing. The tentacles. Yeah. What was that po- um, magazine? Was it Empire or was it EW? They did like a whole cover on No Way Home a couple months ago and they had like this poster. It had like you know all the the villains and like drawn out and Everyone their symbols there. and stuff like that. It looked kind of cool. Yeah, Evagamoto or something. That's what his necklace is called. Okay, I don't know what that thing in the trailer is called. Yeah, yeah, this looks really interesting. Cherry hazy. I'm not a big kind of cherry, but I'm I'm curious. You know, you know what? When I hear cherry in a beer, you know what I think of? Like Mad Elf, all those like seasonal holiday beers. Like I can't even like I don't even like cherry. Like flavored like candies or, or foods or anything. It, about, it reminds me of like cough syrup as a kid. Well, I was gonna say, what about those? Uh, like, I mean, they're cough drops, but those Ludens, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Cherry thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were down the shore. Uh, God, a couple years. I think you were down with us that year. Maybe. And my dad was high in, into the. Um, oh yeah. Sam Adams cherry wheats. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not getting enough cherry of it, so. He grabbed a bunch of Swedish fish candies mm-hmm. off the table, and he started dunking them in, put them inside the bottle, dropping them in there. And um, took a big sip. He started choking on one of them. <sighs> he's fine. He's fine. But like we took one big gulp. Oh, oh, geez. He made it out. <laughs> so anytime he has it, he goes, "Do you have any enhancers?" Anytime he has a cherry wheat, it's kind of funny. Bowl of Swedish fish, drop them in. <laughs> they still making cherry wheat? Yeah, I think like I haven't had that in a while. Yeah. The shelves, all right, for sure. Good, good. We're getting into a lot of the winter beers now. I don't know how I'd clarify this as one, but you know, cherry seems I, like it's more of a wintery color. I was going to say, I mean, cherry, like I said, all those seasonal beers are always like flavored with cherry. cherry I feel, okay. yeah, cherries, lactose, amarillo, lactose. simcoe, and citra hops. Giddy up! 
doesn't really have like a profile on it. Or usually they have some kind of like cool saying somewhere. Yeah. Well, here's one. Dude. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcohol. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That's the slur. I always like reading the cans too. Yeah. All right. Well, post credit beer crack of the new season, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. Whoa. Why is it, it, it always being you, John? My <laughs> can fucking exploded. Mostly contained. This oh, dude, over my new fucking laptop. This is also, I, I don't plan this, by the way. <laughs> it's not as strong as I thought it would be. Mouthful of cherry. Which isn't a bad thing, but. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I actually don't think the cherry is like super overpowering in this. It doesn't feel like a 7.1% alcohol beer. Yeah. Yeah. It also doesn't doesn't feel like a beer, really. I don't... The tall boy, too. What is this? It's an IPA. Yeah. Jeez. Interesting. Yeah, this is the first 40 that we're doing on this episode. No. <laughs> Could you imagine that we drank a 40 on here? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just like Miller High Life. That you Miller High Life. Yeah. I, <laughs> I you know what I think I may like this a little more than you guys. I don't know where, where you guys stand on. I don't this. hate it. Interesting. I think it'll grow on me. I don't it hate grow. it. I think um, it'd be. A, I mean, I, I wish it was a little colder. There I'm is a to, little. I'm trying to think of um what it reminds me of. There's a little tang in the beginning of this, so I, I'll, I'll give that to you guys. Yeah. Um, no, no, it always gets me too, and like we we don't have to do this, but like. Sometimes, like, I like drinking it out of the can, but if we put it in a glass and I can see kind of how dark it is, sometimes that, like, you know. Will influence? Yeah, that influences. Well, now I'm curious. This looks like it might be a little bit dark. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Because I I usually don't like, like, I mean, this isn't a stout, but, like, if a beer is darker looking, I'm usually. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. That doesn't look too bad. Oh, (laughs) fuck. That's what I think is kind of killing me. I think I got a lot of foam in yeah. here. Well, you guys exploded, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is, what, the third time that the can exploded on you and I? I think it's the second time. I, honestly, like, the first time it was so out of left field. It's, it's, kind of like, it's really orange, really dark. Not like... It's not... Yeah it's, hmm. yeah, it's not, like, super dark. It's a little bit darker than your domestic, but it's not at, like, a... It's not... We're not talking, like, a Guinness. All right, so... Our uh, grading scale here at Proscutter Brews, we do one out of five. Five being really, really good, excellent. And one would be uh, like dishwater. What are you guys rating this beer? The um, Springhouse Tentacles. I'm giving it a four. I think I'd go three. Because I feel like I could have like one or two of these. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not giving it a five or a four because with them, I kind of want like a six pack of it. I can mm-hmm. drink all of them. Yeah. This might, I might even, like, after one or two, I might not be able to drink any more of these. This is also weighing in at 7.1%. I know. So it's, like, one of the heavier ones that we would have. Right, right. I love how we say weighing in. <laughs> like, like, it's a wrestler. <laughs> I'm getting, like, more of the um the hops as the can goes yeah. down more. Do you want Because I have no. some of those Luden's cough drops if you want them. Ew. <laughs> Wouldn't that make you, like, really sick if you put, like, cough drops in the beer? I... Certain cough drops, probably not though. <laughs> That's just like candy. 
See, like, I don't like cherry because it doesn't. It reminds me of cough syrup as a kid. Right. I hated cough syrup. Like Robitussin? Yeah. Yeah. I always think of grape when I think of like cough Ooh. syrup. Like Dimetap, you know? Grape was. I didn't mind the grape. Oh, so no. No. Yeah. That was the worst one. We always just like, had there was, the like, purple different, and Yeah, there's like different one. colors, right? Am I wrong? Like, there was, there was a white medicine. Yeah, I think there were. And there was a clear one. And I think there was, a, there was definitely a pink one. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, then this is like you gotta go to the pharmacy and get it, like from the edge okay. of the doctors. Yeah. Um, maybe I should have some kind of weird form of cancer or something. I don't know. <laughs> if you gave a flight of cough syrups to Murray, would he drink them? What is Murray doing? I don't know if he saw this movie or not. I mean, since you moved out of the apartment, you really haven't. Have you kept ties with him? Nah, we don't. We don't talk to him anymore. I think the last thing I heard from him was, yeah, he was really upset that Clint Eastwood did not sing an original song for Cry Macho like he did for Gran Torino. What? It's just, it's just so bizarre. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, do you guys just want to get right into it? Sure. Spider-Man! <laughs> I was just walking down the hallway. I had my mask on because I was thinking of that, and I was just, like, losing it. <laughs> That's the cool thing about the mask. It wouldn't better yeah. because you can like laugh at people in public and like they won't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's... I, well, I, don't know, I feel like the the mask kind of just ruin people's dental hygiene. There's probably days where people just go days without brushing their teeth too. Oh, it's yeah. probably disgusting. The mask. I can't go one day without brushing though, my teeth. Like... I just feel so. Oh yeah. Dirty when I don't brush my Until... teeth. Yeah, the mask can get gross though if you don't. Oh yeah, that. they get stanky. Well, you go to the gym wearing the mask, you know how like. I'm sweat. You're mm-hmm. spitting. Yeah. Wasn't into that? Into that? Ugh. Nasty. I'm so glad you don't do masks at the gym. It's the one spot. We'll never do it again. Don't want to yeah. do it. When I do go, I just avoid. I don't wear one, but I avoid people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's a mask mandate for the gym, I'm canceling my gym membership. And that, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that I, I won't. They mandated. It was mandated like a year ago. Mm-hmm. That, so. Yeah. I mean, with the vaccines now, I think. Right. I yeah. think yeah. we're fine now. now. I don't think there's a one. Not as much, yeah. But I still see people wearing it, though. I mean, you know, to teach his own, I guess. Yeah. Would Lizard wear <laughs> Would Lizard wear a mask? Got a lot of these COVID. How, how funny would that be? You know, because when COVID was a firm, it started becoming a firm part of, like, Hollywood. Like, their shows where they were doing, like, like on Shameless, they were wearing masks. Yeah, and they incorporated into that. Like, could you imagine it, No Way Home, but everyone's wearing face masks? I have a lot to say about this. By the way, yeah, I mean, I think shows that are incorporating COVID into their storylines are just—they're not working as other shows that just are. Not that other shows are ignoring it, but just aren't choosing to like throw it in the story. You know? Right. Like this is us. It's it's like it was, way too on the I, nose. On I, I've gotten us. off the rails with. The, I haven't watched This Is Us in a while, but yes, it was very that blatant, shameless. I heard, yeah, shameless. It was it was tough. Well, especially because um, the one of the characters got very political about it in, in the show. Mm-hmm. Once once show that I think did a good job with its superstore on NBC uh, because, okay. and I think like that. I think it made sense to have it in that just because like those are frontline work. Like you yeah, know. so I, and they did a good job. Like their first episode of the last season, like went all into covid kind of okay like, so i think that was a good what it could be a little bit distracting as the season went yeah. on but like it, they didn't have the masks on nonstop. but what i also jumped to and that's good to hear with morning shows like frontline workers you're saying it worked it meshed with the story yeah. for like morning show like morning show it just felt very oh they do it on that they 
Yeah, I might have spoiled uh, it for you. But no. yeah, I mean, for me, it's just like it's too soon. Like, because Morning Show actually like delved really into like a lot of like COVID in the beginning, like Italy and the cruise ships, and it's yeah, like we it's way too soon for that. I think it's actually there's not many of them. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Spider Man <laughs> episode. <laughs> And right. we're getting into this really impactful like COVID roundtable. <laughs> Wolfie, what do you got to say? <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. There's not many of them that do it, though. It's. <laughs> oh, God. I will say, are you guys watching Always Sunny this season? I'm so far behind on It's Always Sunny. I watched, like, the first two. I didn't. Yeah. So the last. It's eight episode season. I, I have three episodes left. But in this fifth episode, they go to Ireland and they finish the season in Ireland. And I think they're setting up a running gag where like Dennis has COVID. Uh, I'm like, it's funny. Like it is, and it 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 is like it's like a bit, think I guess a better way to do it. But yeah. I guess it's easier in a comedy. Well, they, yeah. they kind of did the gang is quarantine already in an episode, but it was for right. a different reason, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I forget what that was. Well, Frank's all like covered in the um. <laughs> Hand, hand sanitizer. Well, people kept yeah. tweeting to Mac, like, are you guys going to do a COVID episode? He's like, we already did. He's like, the gang gets quarantined. Like, we're not going to do it again. Right. But that, yeah, I, I think a COVID theme would make sense for Sonny. But, like, it's know. subtle. Like, it's like a gag throughout the episode. And then in the end, they're like, dude, like, you have COVID. Like, but there was also just that whole, well, I don't, I guess they didn't tackle COVID. But, like, a lot of events that happened during right, COVID. The, the yeah, they would be funny is if they're trying to get on the plane home from Ireland. And it's like, yo, you got COVID, so you got to stay ahead and isolate. Yeah, I was thinking like I don't know. I think the last four episodes are like a and if that's and if that's like it, like I'm sorry if I spoiled it because I have no way. I have not watched. I don't know. I'm I'm going back as far. I haven't started watching since the season when it was the water park. That's how far back I would Uh, stop watching religiously. You're like three seasons. Yeah, it's not super. Yeah, it's like like, way before Mag was gay and stuff like that. Like I'm way behind all that. Yeah. I missed the last whatever season was before the one that's premiering now. There's a couple episodes I missed in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But. Sorry, folks. We, we are here to talk about Spider-Man. Well, but... I think you can kind of see how, co- like, a lot of scenes in this movie, like, with the characters, like, it's very, like, cameras on them, and then it's on it, another. Like, I don't think a lot of these actors were together to do these Remember scenes. how we mentioned Tom and Jerry with, um, what the hell's his name? Colin Jost. Colin Jost, yeah. Like, he was definitely, like, in a different room from people throughout that, that entire movie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, kind of on that same one. I definitely... I definitely saw what you were yeah. talking about. You do point those things out. I th- that is cool. Where it's like you're like, this is clearly like a COVID production, or this is clearly like this person wasn't there mm-hmm. on that day. This person was there, like yeah. things like that. And yeah. I said we're, we're gonna be talking about Spider Man. So spoilers. I mean, we're not pulling any punches. No, you know, we have a lot to right discuss it. with it. So yeah. if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, now is the time to turn it off. Go back and listen to our Holy Trilogy episode. Maybe we made some predictions on that episode that we came might have. true. I kind of want to go back and I listen haven't to listened now. to it. Yeah. Yeah. But to start us off with, with that conversation, definitely Sandman was not there. And neither was Lizard. Right. They did voiceovers, and that's confirmed. So and all the scenes when you see them in there mm-hmm. was used from yeah. the other films. So played respectively by uh, Thomas Hayden Church and Reese Eifens. Who, um, I mean, Reese Eifens has been doing some work, but Thomas Hayden Church, I don't think we've really seen him do much recently. Yeah. No, but I honestly so. forgot his name. But, well, yeah. there's rumors now they're going to do like a sideways spinoff with his character as Sandman and Giamatti as Rhino. Right. Yeah. Buddy Cop film. 
Yeah, buddy. An- an- anti anti hero buddy cop film. Yeah, yeah. Even Mister Friendly might show up in it, Dave. <laughs> oh my God! He's inside. <laughs> MC Katie. <laughs> uh, so Spider Man No Way Home. What were your initial thoughts, though? I liked it. I. It's tough for me because I, I think what's difficult is you have the Garfield and Maguire Spider-Man and they they stand on their own. And then you have the Tom Holland ones and he's just in this bigger universe with yeah, like Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. So it's tough for me to kind of gauge or compare him with those other two. But I thought this was a great movie and it, it blended a lot of great elements, not just from the Tom Holland movies, but from the Maguire and Garfield movies too. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I thought it was good. Yeah, I don't know where I land as far as where I'd place it. I think I want to see it again. Um, I really like Far From Home. Like, I think between that and Homecoming, I like Far From Home more. Um, but, I mean, I think when you look at this movie, there's a lot that it's asked to do, and I think a lot of it can be dismissed as fan service, but I think they find an organic way to, to bring it in the story. And I never felt like I was being like pandered to as like a fan, so I, I like that. Yeah, as just like a general fan, I I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was it was so cool seeing everything come together. Mm-hmm. But when you like looked and dissect the movie a little bit further, I thought that the reveal of him being Spider Man, the public's reception, even afterwards, and then you know, and no one talks about this either. How Murdoch comes in and gets him out of out of legal trouble with a snap of a finger, mm-hmm. and it's all just forgotten by after that. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things that just sort of happen in this movie, and they don't ever like address it for the rest of it. Yeah. But this, I, they set up like little mini storylines, and they just don't go back to them. Yeah, the story and script are my it, biggest issues with yeah. this movie. But and you know what? Even watching the movie, and again, like I'm saying, like this isn't a perfect movie. But I think as I'm watching it, like in the back of my mind, like yeah, like there are certain story and like plot elements that I didn't think worked, but like. In the back of my mind, I was like, all right, well, like, there's this very strong chance that we're going to see Andrew Garfield, we're going to see Tobey Maguire, and, like, I can forgive this movie as long as that lands, and I thought that landed so well in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, well, you're talking about this, John, in the live, during, before the movie, and you said you were watching Jimmy Kimmel, and he was, like, joking, saying, with the cast of, like, they're talking to Zendaya and... Mm-hmm. And Zendaya, Ned and Tom, Tom Holland, yeah, Ned and Benedict Cumberbatch, and he was like joking. There's gonna be like an insurrectionist kind of like feeling riot if like you don't see Toby and Anjo in this movie, and yes. they're just like just giggling. Yeah, it's gonna be like the Capitol riot. Yeah. yeah, I think like the yeah the closer we were getting to this movie, the more not that anyone like let it slip, but I feel like the more like they were less to be like, oh, they're not in this movie. You know, they just wouldn't say anything. But people leaking photos was stupid. Not, 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 I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to name any names, but yeah, I mean, I think the fact that four pretty, or three, two, at least two very significant photos were leaked for this movie a couple months ago. Things that we had predicted were going to be in, I mean, the one I definitely did not think was even going to be in this movie, the Matt Murdock right, picture. Right, and it was. Um, but then, like I said, like we... That looked the most photoshopped out of all of them. Absolutely. Like, I yeah. didn't really know what to think of it. And... and and mainly because I don't think you saw that angle in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you did. Yeah, like that like distinct picture. Yeah. And it's not talked about enough that Murdoch's in it, too. It's so cool. 
it is cool. And I, I like it too. Like they don't have to focus on it too heavily. It's just like Matt Murdock exists in this universe. Yeah, do you, do you, you think know? it's more evidence that the Netflix shows are in the same universe as the Marvel Cinematic stuff? Because they've mentioned the Avengers in, like, I think Daredevil a couple uh, they, times. They loved that. I forget what they called it. They like called the, it, like, the incident or something, yeah, right? The incident. Yeah. They mentioned that, like, all there the time. There was, like, the picture yeah. of the Hulk on a newspaper in one mm-hmm. episode, I remember. Yeah. I mean, the more I think about the Netflix, which I've seen most of them, I, I haven't seen the second season of The Punisher, and I didn't watch the last season of Jessica Jones, the third season. But I, I kind of liked all of them. Iron mm-hmm. Fist was my least favorite, but he got a little bit better. Yeah, um, but like I really liked Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, and yeah. Mike Coulter was a good Luke Cage. Also, I just like my thing is I and so for me my experience, and I know you guys watched more than I did, but I watched the first two seasons of Daredevil. I watched the first season of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Could not get into Iron Fist. I didn't watch a single I episode just, of that Order of the Defenders. Iron I tried Fist, a half hour Iron, Iron Fist, Fist, Fist was tough, and Iron. I was out. <laughs> It was bad. The first season, but, it got the second season is better, mm-hmm. but I think it it speaks volumes that like literally he got like three, four less episodes for a second season. Yeah, but. yeah. And it, but what I think is, and especially you know, you started off with Daredevil is just me personally. I don't think they're even going to address anything from those Netflix shows. I just think they're gonna. They know people like Charlie Cox. They know people like Vincent D'Onofrio, and they're going to just kind of roll with that. You know. Mm-hmm. They're not going to talk about like what happened before in the show for those two seasons. Was it Daredevil was on for three, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You and I have talked about the third. The third might be the best season. Yeah, really. They bring Bullseye in. The third season is cool, mm-hmm. and they, they do a really really good. I think it's one of my favorite episodes of like, TV in general. It's Wilson Fisk, um, Wilson Fisk's Wilson Fisk's backstory. Okay, but it's told like it's just like him in an office. And looking at like a a box, and it just like transitions into his childhood, and it just goes back and tells you his whole story. It's the, the was coolest. That the, was that the first season? No, it's the third, the third season. I remember that episode. It's mm. it's so cool. I meant to go back, and I, I did genuinely enjoy Daredevil. And of all those Netflix shows, I, the most positive I heard, like Defenders, I heard was kind of a letdown. But I heard yeah. Punisher, and I liked John Bernthal as Punisher. People in love the Punisher. Two. I heard his show is is awesome. I don't yeah, know like, about the second season, but the first season was good. I I, I, yeah. I liked the first season a and lot. And it's funny. There's people that are not MCU fans that just watch The Punisher because it was on Netflix. Like, yeah. It's fantastic. Like You don't have to be a fan of the Marvels yeah. to know what's going on. But it, when they bring all these elements into the MCU, though, like Charlie Cox, obviously, Vincent D'Onofrio, we've seen those two. Spoilers for Hawkeye, by the way. But... Um, like Bernthal, I can see them bringing him back. As they want to, I I I, 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 I did see that. I heard that they want to bring Bernthal back as mm-hmm. the Punisher to go up against Spider Man. And I I liked Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. Like I could, I would want to see him come back. I like Kristen Ritter a lot, but I just I don't see how Jessica Jones fits into this universe. I'm sure they'll find a way to put her in I, there. But I, I don't know. I kind of want to see. I'd ra- I want to see them all. Yeah, I'd be okay if they don't do Iron Fist, but I think it'd be weird. Mm-hmm. I think you could fit him into something with Shang-Chi. I think there's ways to do it. Yeah. I, I think the way you do it is, yeah, don't really address their own shows. Mm-hmm. Keep them on Disney+, Plus if that's what you have to do. Like, yeah. Figure out organic ways to incorporate them, like but, what they did with Kingpin and Daredevil. Yeah. Like, find good ways to do it. And, sort, and again, this isn't a Hawkeye episode specifically, but I think Hawkeye, you know, while it wasn't my favorite show, I think they did a good job establishing, like, 
a lot of those like street level crime sort of you know boots on the ground type thing mm-hmm. in new york and i think essentially those netflix shows were all that you know it's kind of these like low level superheroes fighting like small stakes and i think while it's brought up to him we should mention that i think john is planning on doing a full recap of the hawkeye series on disney plus yeah on our mm-hmm. blog you can check that out at postcreditbrewers.blogspot.com i'm sure by the time this episode you know we'll probably get this episode up soon and mm-hmm. that'll be up by then yeah but but let's just dive back into the movie there for a second because yeah. we kind of went off on a little and we're going to be doing that too. Yeah. Sorry, listener. It's um, we're, you know whether it's TV or or these movies, we're we're pretty passionate about the MCU. Oh so. yeah, and yeah. and it's 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 there's such a big pun web of things that we can do with with and like talk that. about with this um yeah this episode. So the movie opens up, you know, from the events from far away from home. Just jump right um, into it. Yeah. Yeah. They, Spider-Man's Peter Parker. You know they. They go into hiding. You know, Murdoch comes Murdoch, in as his yeah. lawyer, gets him out of legal trouble. And because of all the negative effects that the Peter, it's also having negative effects on May, Happy, and especially MJ and Ned. And they can't get to college now because of it, because they're mm-hmm. like associated with him. So he wants to go to um, Doctor Strange to see if he can cast a spell to see that everyone forgot that he was Spider-Man, so it doesn't ruin their futures. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, I guess, the main setting up plot to this movie it i mean if you were to write a synopsis that's essentially what it would be yeah like after the events of the last movie peter you know enlists the help of dr strange to help him in his situation right Mm -hmm. yeah what do you guys think of strange in this movie well we always thought that he was not like the real strange and and spoiler like it it didn't turn out to be that way i still think him wanting to cast that spell is a little like convenient uh yeah, and and that's what kind of upsets me because I think when we watched the trailers, we suspect, and it was fresh off of Loki too. So I think we were like, "Is he a variant? Like this isn't something Stephen Strange would do." And then as I watched the movie, I was like, "No, I mean, I think this is the real Stephen Strange." And to be honest with you, this is very out of character for him. I watched the so. first Doctor. I watched Doctor Strange before the movie. It was conveniently on like FX or TNT, one of those mm-hmm. channels. Yeah, and the just the stark difference between how like arrogant and uptight he was in that and even in like endgame and infinity Star- infinity mm-hmm. wars he's very goofy in this one i think i still like that yeah. moment with him where it's an end game where he's you know he holds the finger up to tony but it's the whole like if i tell you like it's not gonna happen like he's clearly like very cautious about like what he does and yeah so maybe have, there's still a lot he can learn as dr strange I, it's kind of odd but, though so how do you not see spell. this spell though how do you not see what this spell would do if he did it yeah i mean you would think he would be able to map out those possibilities right <laughs> he, i mean I, I maybe they can really redeem it in his sequel you know him really where it's like you still there's still so much you you know so little of what you are I, you know what I've seen that people are sort of also try, almost like forgetting about is, and they really don't focus too heavily on it, but like, I mean, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme in this movie, right? He's not. Like, he's Wong, from what they're saying, is when like the snap happened on a technicality, he got it. Yeah, because so, he's gone for five years. Yeah. So again, I mean, I mean, there's only so much you can do, especially if it's Spider-Man's movie, but like, if you wanted to make it a little more believable and Strange's character doing the actions in this movie, 
then like yeah you could have had a little resentment from steven not being sorcerer supreme and being jealous of wong i mean wong dips pretty early in this movie <laughs> like he's where out you, of there where do you guys think he was going i i mean back to karaoke yeah <laughs> when we Strip saw the club. yeah maybe back to fighting abomination i don't know when we saw this trailer it came on pretty early before shang chi right so and you you saw that he was in shang chi for whatever reason but yeah so definitely i mean he's gonna have to die for in order for strange to become the sorcerer supreme he am very, i wrong he very well could in the next movie i guess yeah he's like he, chained up at one point i think yeah um i mean we do get a look at what the next doctor strange looks like and we'll, we'll focus on that a little more later but um i mean is this something that they're just going to kind of brush off or do we think it's going to be like a heavy focus moving forward i hope him doing this whole spell is a heavy folk i mean i think you get the sense in the trailer that it is a heavy focus yeah it's yeah. like why'd you do this and kind yeah of, it's like the voiceover in the beginning mm-hmm. so i st- it should be but it's just like it's i mean and, and i like what you brought up dave with like the and and john like with you know his actions in endgame and what he did i mean he's a very like calculated person like i mean it just felt so out of character he's so lackadaisical in this yeah and it, it fit the story for Spider-Man, but it didn't fit the character for Strange. I think they're trying to get him, or, or maybe even test his comical side, because Thor was the same way in the first two Thors. He was very serious, and then mm-hmm. the third one, he was goofy, and yeah, was more likable in that one, I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that's my hope for Into the Multiverse of Madness is, uh, yeah, because I mean, like, Thor in the first two movies, it was just, those weren't good movies. Where, and Doctor Strange, the first one, like, I, I don't love it, but I don't think it's a horrible movie. I do kind of hope, yeah, they find, like, the same rhythm for Strange that they did in, like, Infinity War for Into the Multiverse. He's, like, one know? of the coolest characters in Infinity War. Yeah. But he, he is a big presence in this movie. And, and, like I said, while, you know, his actions were kind of out of character for him, I thought Cumberbatch still plays him well. I mean, Cumberbatch is a great actor. So. Yeah. I do hope... And I guess, I think it's probably trending this way from the movie's end. But I think Spider-Man should kind of be able to just be in his own. Yeah. Like, Homecoming pairs him with Iron Man. Far mm. From Home pairs him with Nick Fury. Which, not a major presence in that movie. Like, that's maybe the closest we've yeah. gotten yet to just the Spider-Man movie. But then this one, he's with Strange, mm. so. I did see a lot of, like, hesitation for just being, like, why do we have to keep giving, you know, Spider-Man these, like, mentor figures? Like, mm-hmm. he should... And I think by the end of this movie, he he's going to stand on his own moving forward. Right. But yeah, and we'll talk about that going for in a yeah. little bit. But you know, uh, Strange casts a spell to make him forget everyone forget that he was Spider Man, mm-hmm. and Peter kind of I don't know if it was really Peter like just talking during it that interrupted it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just a spell that wasn't going to work itself. Yeah, but you know, kaboom. Mm-hmm. I like that aspect of it, too, because, I mean, I, I, you could see a teenager doing that, you know, like, not thinking through his decision and just being like, well, wait, what about this, and what about this? And Yeah, this trilogy now of this Spider-Man, they've definitely honed on him being young, immature, not, like, immature, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, not, like, as wise, goofy. And I, we talked about this off, off the air. They really don't hone in on him being, like, a a mad genius like the other two um are portrayed yeah it's definitely a different take than what mm-hmm. we're used to seeing with it but yeah but essentially with that spell like what happens is 
he wants everyone to forget that he is Spider-Man. But then you have all these other people in different universes that know that Peter Parker is it's, Spider-Man. I'll come into this one. And they bleed through that one. Yeah. So, and you... And my biggest issue with that is that it went just right into it. Mm-hmm. I I wish that the movie would have shown the um, effect of bringing these villains from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Like... Doc yeah. Ock sinking in the in the ocean and then just mm-hmm. zapped into, into this and like where he wakes up because they just kind of they're kind of just here. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, they just sort. Of, I mean, he just jumps right into the fight with Ock and Electro and all them. Mm-hmm. And I guess the the whole point of the movie now is capture all of them and send them back home. Yeah. Right? You could do that. <laughs> Scooby Doo, this crap. That wasn't a great line. That was a bad line. I mean. I think we might be done with talking about Strange for a bit, but that was a bad line. <laughs> I um, and that kind of gets into my point. I some of the dialogue in this movie, especially with these villains, with the villains, yeah, it's just. I mean, they're all like chilling, and there's like pods, just lizards. And, oh, hello, Max. So, so let's jump into the villains. So we got Doc Ock, who I think, in my opinion, him and Defoe have the heaviest presence in this movie, and maybe the best. The yeah. best, exactly. Yeah, and then yeah, you bring back. Sandman too, who, whatever, lizard. <laughs> throwaway. Again, probably the biggest throwaway of these villains is he doesn't even like, like they don't even bring him up to Happy's like apartment. Like he's just like chilling in like the truck. I know. <laughs> and, didn't, have the, didn't have the budget to do a CGI for that. <laughs> but they could put Samuel on the couch. They don't even yeah. show Strange they don't <laughs> with even his show, leg up. <laughs> they don't even show Strange capture him. He's just sitting in the pod. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was good. and then Electro right, but. Focus on Lizard. That's the important one. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you just, it's such a throwaway. Like, Strange is just like, I was, like, traveling in the sewer and I found this guy. <laughs> but, I mean, we were joking before this episode, like, they definitely didn't rice Eifens and Thomas Hayden Church. They didn't bring him like, back. But whatever, they use, like, like... They use, like, clips from their first movies. And not even just clips, but I feel like there is technology where they could probably just take their voice and, like, add it to whatever, like, dialogue they, they want. So, I'm sure they still got paid for it, but... I mean, it's it's kind of disappointing to know that either of them might have gotten paid to say those lines. Like, and that true, yeah. <laughs> what was the one Lizard says? He, like... that's the, And that's what was cringeworthy, is it was trying to, like, force that all these villains know each other. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I feel like with Defoe and, and Melina, like, they're scientists, it works, it makes a little bit of sense. But, like, Lizard and Elektra is just, oh, hello, Max. Like, well, well, supposedly well, well, they well, worked well, at Oscorp. Yeah, they worked at Oscorp but... together, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's no, like, I guess, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> hello, Max. They try to make the fact that he's, like, a nobody, and I guess you would think that Connors is like, I think what got me is that they, they redid the, the visual look of Lizard. They gave they him, like, like, different eyes and I mean, if anything, it looked worse, and... huh? Right? It's, weird. it's interesting that Marvel did the same thing with Abomination and Shang-Chi. <sighs> Can we talk about Electro for a little bit now, too? What, like, and again, I, I only saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2 the one time we saw it in theaters. You haven't seen it since? I have not seen it since. I watched it you before should, seeing it. So I, can, I, I probably should. There's okay things in it. But what I'm going to say is with Electro, was there ever a point where like he looked like Jamie Foxx looked like in this movie? No, I mean, he looked... 
I mean, he, Un- unkempt, and I mean, he was like a. a they made a joke about it. Yeah, it's like last time I saw you, you had like a bad comb over or something like that. <laughs> His yeah. teeth were all crooked. And yeah. yeah, I saw a tweet that's like, we need to stop this like comic book movie trope, and it was like Jamie Foxx's Electro, Kristen Wiig and Wonder Woman eighty four, uh, uh, Jim Carrey and Batman Forever, which like it is kind of stupid that was very i mean honestly yeah. i think of all those like amazing that, that might be the worst one amazing Spider. Yeah. electro's origin is horrid mm. yeah he falls into a vat of and eels they make fun of it in this movie they too do. yeah they do so what you're saying like you rather had the blue one or had the one we have now i i kind of i didn't really care that they didn't explain it yeah like it i didn't mind I, th- I thought the blue one was kind of stupid I I like that they were trying choice. to do something different with the blue, but yeah, it looked it looked odd. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. I don't think he does like menacing. Like I think they try to make him really menacing once he's blue in Amazing Spider Man Two, and I don't mm. think he has more of like a charisma. Like I think this movie gets that, and they and yeah. they do that. But. I thought he was good in this movie. Like I yeah, mean, he wasn't like actor. the best of the villains, but like I thought he was good in this movie. Yeah, he's definitely like the next one. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's almost Lizard and Sandman. They don't even do enough. He was definitely can, more like, of a sociopath than the Amazing Spider-Man too. He was pissed off that Spider-Man didn't go to his birthday party. I'd be and pissed, that, and that, that's what triggered it. Yeah. <laughs> Why, hello, Max. Like if you go if you go back and you watch the the first like, when the first fight between him and um, Spider-Man and Electro in the Times Square, mm. the music that they play it's like they. It sounds like the music they play in like the sequel to like a Hallmark movie when like yeah. something goofy happens. Yeah. Anytime that he's on the, on the screen, that's like a steam. It's, what happens? It's so stupid. They were trying to be really like, like in the final battle, like he's like bashing Spider Man into like the tunnel, like the like the turbine things, and it's like itsy bitsy spider. Like there's all <laughs> yeah. this like aggressive like voiceover like right before in the Times Square fight where he's like. Right before he like throws his hands out and like t- shuts down all the power in the square, like it's like this like heavy voiceover and <sighs> those movies are kind of like frustrating to think of when you look back. <laughs> I, I like the first one with Andrew Garfield. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think more of like that, like when we were saying that Times Square fight, like and even the end of the Amazing Spider-Man Two. It's just like you just have crowds just like watching this massive fight take place as if it's like a baseball game <laughs> you know like, exactly i didn't think of it like that but you're right yeah. just like on the sidelines watching yeah one thing and and i think i feel like marvel still kind of has the issue is like i feel like they have this thought that like they need to do they like the villains are like a checkbox mm-hmm. like okay we did mysterio now so next we'll do craven yeah and yeah i think there's definitely a version of this movie where his identity still gets out and Craven is the villain, and they do like a modern take on Craven, where yeah. he's hunting. Like that's definitely what their well, original idea was. I had, yeah, I mean, I and I had sent that to you guys. Where like I saw an article that said um, if they didn't get like the okay to do like all these villains in this movie, like that would have been it. Like it would have been Craven the Hunter is the main villain. Who I feel like after Mysterio is the one that like fans were just like give yeah. us Craven, like we want to see him. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know how many people are asking for Scorpion. and I guess he was kind of in it like I think Chameleon and Mysterio like it's kind of easy to they're look, very similar the lines with yeah. Them. yeah and I mean maybe we'll see more of these villains and standalones um you know I mean Aaron Taylor Johnson he's playing Craven in like a Craven movie um I guess similar to how Venom and Morbius and all them so I've always said Keanu Reeves would be my number one choice to be Craven the Hunter I think Jason Momoa could be good. Yeah, I w- honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they approached Keanu about 
doing I'm, he's he's had to have been approached for a marvel movie i feel I like at some point like, he was um he i think he couldn't because of john wick 3 he was gonna be jude law and captain marvel oh really yeah and i think they were like not like i think i think part of it was like schedule con scheduling conflicts but i think it was also like find him something better yeah, like, let's save line. him something better I've seen a lot of push for mcconaughey to be norman osborne in the mcu and you were saying Timothy Chalamet is Harry, right? That's good. Guess. That'd be my choice. Yeah. yeah, that would be very. I could him and Tom Holland. I feel like would play off very well. Very similar to how I feel like he Haley wasn't Steinfeld. in it a lot, but he was in um, Don't Look Up, which I just saw on Netflix, and he was all right in that. I mean, he he was one of the parts in that movie that I thought really did not work. Let's say he wasn't. He was in it for like yeah. five minutes. But yeah, like, yeah. What is he? when he's he when just, he's like, seen, recognizes them? He yeah. I mean, he kind of has like a love interest with like j-law when you see like how he is like the character that he's playing like you could definitely see him being like a harry osborne kind of like character absolutely yeah what's the zach ass scene and don't look up it's just, i i forget it was just like them they, looking at phones or something yeah, yeah. A lo- so a lot of the things they show are like how they do one thing and then it shows a montage of like social media and how their responses to that thing uh, that they I just see. said mm-hmm. so one of them was the it was about like the comment, like so. It was kind of like political. So it's the one side's like, "Don't look up." Mm-hmm. The other side's like, "Look up, look at the comment." Yeah. So now they're doing like the look up challenge, and it's like them looking up and like someone like punched them in the face or something like that. It's like a, yeah. a YouTube video or something like that. Yeah. Gucci Berry was upset because he wasn't invited. <laughs> Brian Waterberry. <laughs> I guess before I did before we get off these villains, uh, if you had to build an O line with the five of them, where would you guys put them? <laughs> I'll leave this to you, Dave. You'll probably be. I think I think Ock has to be the center. Yeah, Ock's got to be the center. Um, Goblin right guard, Electro left guard. Is he on Lizard, his Lizard's got to be a left tackle because he's got he's got to be tough. And then um, Sandman on the on on the right. Drill line. All right. Is uh, is Goblin on? Uh... His glider? No. No? Okay. I mean, he was pretty savage in this movie. Like, Yeah. Let's get into it. You want to talk about Doc or you want to talk about um, Goblin first? I think Goblin's like the main villain in this, so maybe we should go first with Doc. I Yeah. And they humanized Doc Ock in this. I mean, way more than I feel like they did in Spider-Man 2. I don't... Well, he came out swinging and guns a-blazing. Mm-hmm. He was a madman in this. He was pissed, but... He wasn't and, pissed. He was cranky. Where's my machine? But but maybe <laughs> that's a pretty bad line too. When you think about, it. yeah, was that like? Doesn't he kind of get redeemed at the end of Spider-Man Two though? That's something that's kind of murky like, with these movies. Is like, and I thought it was weird, like because they're right, like 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 him and Sandman, McGuire and Sandman end on like good terms in that movie, yeah. and like the movie like plays with that when Sandman first comes in. Like I think Sandman's motivations in this absolutely no sense. Yeah, yeah. like he kind of is on Peter's side and then he's not, and yeah, he's, then he's, Peter traps. He's him. all for going back home, and then I think he saw that it was just a shit show what they were trying to do, and he's like, yeah, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if anything, Sandman should have been in that truck with Lizard. <laughs> like, they only had the budget probably to do one CGI character <laughs> in that scene. I, I know we're supposed to be talking about Ock, but what was Lizard's motivation in this? I don't think they even like 
they just there wasn't even be watching that truck either. They just like locked him in there. <laughs> he creeps his eyes out when Jay Jonah shows up. <laughs> Could you imagine? I don't even think it's that. I think they just like share the truck with like a long shot. And it's just like you can hear him moving. Could you imagine if like a extremely uh, angry person saw that they didn't crack the window for Blizzard? What would happen? They'd be upset. <laughs> Seriously, they're like, "What was it? What was the discussion in that room? Like, we're not bringing all the villains into this. A lizard's got to stay in the truck. Like, or just like, it's guys, like a pet. but even let's even go back like further. Like in the writers' room for this movie, like I feel like at one point they were like, "All right, guys, Keaton's out. Keaton can't do this movie. Who else can we get? Gyllenhaal probably let's do lizard. Too. Maybe, yeah." Because that's what's weird is, like, none of Holland's villains, right? And you know what I think is kind of funny with it, too? And I guess there's a little bit of irony here is, of all the Spider-Man movies, who has had the most consistent villains? And I feel like you could say the Holland ones. I mean, Maguire, too, but I think the Holland ones, Vulture, Mysterio, I feel like they're, like, top tier. Yeah, I think, like, Sant- Maguire, they're, they're both really good. The first, uh, Goblin and Ock. Mm-hmm. I, I think Sandman, like, I think that's clearly the movie Raimi wanted to do, but I don't think Raimi can, or excuse, I don't think Sandman can stand on his own. No. In the way they used him in that movie, I don't think he can stand on his own as a villain. I, Venom is not the answer to solve that. Topher Grace's Venom is not the solution to that. And that's definitely a, you could definitely tell it was the studio and him fighting for right. creative control. I think he's come out and said he only wanted it to be Sandman. I think they they told him you have to do Venom. And I've seen like write ups for like, I think the fourth one, where he's bringing um, either Vulture or Mysterio into prison. I think I've seen a lot that the fourth one, I think John Malkovich was going to be Vulture. Um, that Dylan Baker, they were finally going to make him Lizard. They were like setting that up, and then. I think Bruce Campbell was going to have a cameo as Mysterio. And I think Ed Hathaway was going to be Black Cat. I don't know why there's all this urge to do Lizard, but... Yeah. But Doc was definitely cranky in this. He was. Impressively, he was the the most understanding of what was going on, too. Like, he was helping them out the most. They legitimately, I mean, Peter, like, Colin fixed them, so... I, I, I'm not I, a fan of that. I'm not a fan of like him like trying to. That's what got me. Like his whole idea was to cure them and and save them. Like I, I thought that was kind of stupid. It felt a little gimmicky. I would agree. I think um, who I think she was really good in this movie, Marissa Tomei. I mean, I think her acting and her you know delivery and her scenes, I they kind of helped get me on board a little bit with the whole villain plan, but. I think when you think about it, like, he's not, like, the way that Tom Holland's Peter Parker acts with Vulture in that first movie, like, he clearly, like, he could he could have every bit to let Vulture go off and die yeah. and like, saves him. This movie definitely went from get people from different dimensions back home to a steer straight program in the blink of an eye really quickly. Yeah, he, he jumped very quick to be like, I'm going to save these guys, you know? Not the fact that two of them tried attacking him. Well, they all tried attacking him mm-hmm. in various parts before. Yeah. He tried saving them. Yeah. Yeah, and then 
you know, Aunt May, like we were saying, I guess, really tries to veer him in the direction of you need to save these people, not kill them, right? Yeah, which again, like, I feel like the movie kind of, like, this trilogy kind of set a precedent of, like, he's not... Like, I don't think Spider-Man's ever had the mantra like Batman has had about not killing, but... I mean, he has every mm-hmm. right to just let Vulture go off and die in that first movie, and he saves them. And you yeah. know, when you see Goblin go into the homeless shelter that she's working at, and she does the whole pitch to him, you gotta save him, I knew right there that, that just printed her death. Mm-hmm. Because I, you, we didn't get a Ben Parker. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, we didn't get anyone that, that was trying to give him like that moral compass mm-hmm. to use your powers, but also find that fine line. Mm-hmm. And... Definitely, like with the the Toby with Ben and Andrew with Ben, it was he was their figure to them, and like you know, be a good person, don't let powers control you, and then they die, and then that's when they start forming their own like code and really building their own mm-hmm. character up themselves. So definitely, when May did that, I knew that she was gonna be she was gonna die in this. Yeah, her death scene was a good moment. Mm-hmm. yeah for a little bit i thought she was still going to be alive and then yeah you kind of get to that point where you're like oh no this is actually happening that was a good scene because like you kind of didn't know like where they were going with mm-hmm. it but it was a good test for tom Holland as an actor too like how he was going to react to that mm-hmm. like really emotional intense kind of kind of scene and predicament and i think he did it very very well yeah i mean a lot of people think he's going to get nominated this year for cherry really oh, god Bad movie. One of the worst. Uh, yeah, we one of the worst. We should have reviewed this, this for Cherry. <laughs> we could have. We were gonna. We were gonna review Cherry at one point. You said it's unwatchable, right? We were going to, and I. I watched. Honestly, you know what? I'm not gonna I lie. I watched like 25 minutes of it. I never went back to it. I. I watched it well, when the I had. The producers wanted us to do it, and then I think you came in. We were doing the read, and, and you were like, "I'm sorry, this sucks." And then they're like, "Yeah, let's." I did watch it when I had COVID, so I don't know if that conflicted with it or not but I, I i genuinely do feel like remembering i do remember that that was a a pretty bad movie <laughs> so and i guess the other one only one to talk about is um goblin i mean i think he stole the movie i think he was the star of it Manos. he was good i mean i think this is the this is the goblin that we wanted to see i mean he was he yeah he was a menace in the first one but what I liked was that they just sort of did away with that mask, and it was just... I mean, Defoe is such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just... You know, he, he plays a great villain. So well, Goblin's was... such a great character, too. Mm-hmm. That would be such a goldmine for, for Marvel to like get Defoe to keep coming back and like doing like small things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 100%... Like, Goblin definitely is Spider-Man's Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, equivalent. Yeah. Batman has the best villains. Spider-Man of the MCU, I feel like, has the... yeah best villains too mm-hmm. i would agree yeah but yeah now defoe was great in this and there was some like pretty brutal fights between him and holland in this like some of the most brutal i feel like we've seen in an mcu movie he takes like the super soldier serum right defoe kind defoe. of or like in, something very similar in this in, or in, in, in hit the original spider-man one maybe i mean probably something similar to it yeah they were like performance enhancers that's what he mm-hmm. says in the in the um, original. <laughs> Testosterone? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, lizard, um, lizard takes steroids? No, I would think it was performance enhancers for the war. Because they were making the glider as like a war machine. And, okay. Yeah. 
yeah, I think it was all like for mm-hmm. kind of like like Star Tech kind of. If yeah, you think about it, I'm sure. Yeah, but speaking, there was a lot of meta humor in this, like callbacks, and mm-hmm. definitely movie recognized some of the memes and some of the lines they they weaved in. Yeah, like the scientist line. Power. Of, they said the power of the sun like three times. <laughs> it's almost a little too much. Do you think in writing this movie they like tapped into that? Oh, like 100%. the meme culture. I think they were like, yeah, let's include this. And yeah, the whole pointing meme. Like there was like two mm-hmm. moments of that, and like subtle. Like that wasn't that glaring. Yeah, I thought some of the dialogue was a little glaring mm-hmm. with those callbacks. But you know what kind of disappoints me, and I guess um, I don't think they ever came back for another one. But who is John Francis Daly and someone else wrote Homecoming, right? Yes, it was. I guess me... whoever his writing partner. I think they did Game Night too. Yeah, let me let me get that up real quick, just so we can uh, we can discuss it. So the first Spider-Man was written by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, um, which I thought was really good. And I don't think they came back to do Far From Home or No Way Home. I don't think they did either. Yeah, but I mean, I. I remember that being a surprise because you were you were kind of looking at that and being like these the vacation guys are writing Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't know how good this is going to be, and then it turned out to be good. But mm-hmm. and when you brought up the writing, that's what sort of made me think about it because I again I I didn't think the writing was a great stand. You know, was a a strength in this movie. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. So those are really my biggest like critiques. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the story and the. Which we've kind of hit on, like the whole save the villains, I don't know about it. Yeah. And then, yeah, the script too was just... But, and I mean, if we want to kind of jump into the big thing, I mean, I think we talked about some some of the biggest points we want to, like Strange, Strange is present in this. Um, the villains, you know, pretty deep dive into the villains. Aunt May, I feel like that's probably the most significant event that happens in this movie. And then, I'll let you do the honors, Dave. What, what's the other big thing that happens here? Well, I'll set it up just by doing this very quickly. You know, Peter, in trying to save all of them, he's able to save Doc Ock, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was unnecessary. I don't think we needed it. It just felt out of place. Like, it, there was so much going on. Like, I didn't necessarily need Ock to be, like, redeemed. If they just went full villain for Ock, I would have been fine with yeah. that. Yeah, but Goblin is the one that stops him from continuing it. Mm-hmm convince the other villains hey these are our gifts we don't need to go back home mm-hmm. if we go back home it's just going to be misery we'll be dead the hell is lizard's gift he's still in the back of that truck when all this is happening right, right. yeah the truck rattles a little bit at this point yeah <laughs> so then you know chaos ensues and, and all after all this chaos it's just funny that after all because they go and they, they wreak havoc in the city Oh, yeah. They couldn't even get Vulture out of prison. They couldn't even get Scorpion out of prison. They're just in, in, in prison just watching all this happen, which yeah. I think is just the funniest thing. Yeah. yeah. But seeing it. Um Peter goes off after Dit May dies and MJ and Ned can't find him. They're looking for him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, but Ned got one one of them Doctor Strange's rings. They might I think they were in the um in the bottom of the chamber. Yeah. Where they had him all out of and he and he, yeah, he put it on. That's how I remember it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, they want to find Peter Parker. They, mm-hmm. So they say, I want to find Peter Parker. He creates an orb. 
and they see a Spider-Man in the distance. They tell them they think it's Peter and come on in. Mm-hmm. And we get a Garfield Spider-Man. Yeah. It's a great entrance. I, I thought this was that, like... That was cool, yeah. His entrance was just... I felt like there was a lot of energy. I feel like he played off of Zendaya really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just funny. And I mean, I think this is like where a lot of the humor sort of came from this movie. Right. And of course you get Toby coming in too. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of just walks in. Uneventful. He, I, one of the funny things I saw was that he always has the same like wave mm-hmm. <laughs> in all the other movies. Yeah. Um, my biggest critique with this en- their entrances was that they walk and they're like, Hey, I'm Spider-Man from a different dimension, and I'm looking for your friend. And they, they never met each other before, mm-hmm. and they just they're just like that one agreed upon thing. If I were to rewritten it, it would have taken thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. It would have been Garfield woke up, looks at the TV, and sees the Spider-Man is revealed as Peter Parker. It was Tyler on the TV. That's all. It, and I gotta find out what's going on because that's not me. Mm-hmm. And same with Toby. That's all he needed from that. Yeah, just yeah. to so they have some kind of like purpose to go look for mm-hmm. him. They or, just they hop in. And they're like, "Oh, I'm looking for your friend." Yeah, or even like, like they I, like they know who the MJ and Ned are. And I'm like, "You never met them before, though." I I like the aspect of them just sort of because I mean I guess we're just to believe that they were just wandering around New York. They're in this new dimension. It would have been cool, yeah, if like you see, yeah, like maybe like Toby walking down the street seeing a TV screen. You're right. Maybe Garfield's in Times Square. He sees it like big on the thing, and it's like, all right, I had to get there. You know, or even if it's yeah. like you just. Remember how in Venom they're laying in a motel and then they, in a blink mm-hmm. of an eye they're in like a beach resort. Yeah, yeah. Like just like where are we? And they look at the TV. Like that's all you really need. And then you could do the orb thing to bring them into it. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that'd be cool. Exactly. But I think yeah. you needed that because they because especially Andrew just walks and takes the mask off. I'm Peter Parker mm-hmm. from my universe. Like he knows he's in a, in a different universe. Yeah. It, it just it didn't. I uh, just. There was a lot to didn't just seem too like, fluid for me. It, it served the story, but it didn't. I don't know. It, it served the story, but it didn't make. But a lot I think of that sense, that right? moment of seeing them and how the whole the crowds going nuts. I think it fed off of that to make mm-hmm. you just forget about that little. You can like they forgive just, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a cool aspect. As a I fan, mean, I loved every minute of it, though. Right. It was great. I mean, both of them showing up, the crowd was cheering and they were happy. We were clapping. Like it, it was cool to see. And I will say that we saw this on opening night eight o'clock on a thursday and we'll talk about that a little bit later maybe because usually the premieres for a movie it's friday thursday midnight mm-hmm. but john you were saying they were doing shows like three in the afternoon on thursday yeah i think COVID has a lot to do with that but i digress mm-hmm. um i'm glad that we saw when we did because from the time that i got home from the theater i had seen half the movie on just audience captures on their phone on tiktok mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it was all it was all there. Even so, YouTube too. There's like, so much of it that they can't like. I don't even think they can like police it. Like all of it. Mm-hmm. Like they're no, gonna miss. Definitely stuff. can't. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, you you have these guys. They come together. They sort of build Peter's spirits up, right? He's a little little sad after Aunt May dying. Yeah, they're trying to convince him that um, you know, they give him the the Ben Parker speech and mm-hmm. talk about Gwen and their MJ and. I think they alluded to Parker has a family, and like um, Toby has a family in his universe. Did they allude to that? It it seems like they were alluding to definitely just him just settling down in general. But yeah, like you get the sense that maybe uh, he's you can not... definitely tell that he's definitely the and from the Into the Spider Verse, he was definitely the Peter B. Parker, the the older, wiser, like 
like laid back. Yeah, not as much like slackery, but I, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. Garfield's wearing his suit all the time, and then yeah. Toby just has underneath his street clothes. Like I don't really like to show it off. That's what I was gonna say. Like I feel like he probably isn't as in in action as much as he used to be. But he's if he has to, he he is. It looks like he's like uh about to re- like Logan ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that was my thing too. Where even when we talked about those leaked photos. I still kind of thought they were fake because I thought they were going to make Toby look a little older. I, I like for some reason I felt like they were yeah. going to give him like a beard and like make him a little grayer. But I mean, he kind of looked like Toby. He didn't look like he aged that much, you know. No, I, they definitely de-aged um Alfred Molina in this, but I don't think they did any de-aging to Toby. No, no. But Garfield, yeah, I mean, he he looked the same, and he looks like he's still this inaction Spider-Man, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So I guess you can probably tell what's going on from this part in the movie. They just mm-hmm. they're trying to get all the villains back home, put an end to this, and that's where you get the big fight scene mm-hmm. with the Statue of Liberty with the Captain America show. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, which I guess they were rebranding. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean it, it was good fight scene. I mean they were all fighting. We, I guess we forgot to mention like Strange earlier in the movie when Peter takes that. Uh, like box device thing from Strange. Uh, Strange is just stuck in this dimension, right? The box is kind of like the flask and little Nicky, like drink the flask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a cool fight scene. Him fighting Strange. Him strange. Yeah. yeah. Push yeah. him out of his body. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. What is he? Figures math, right? Yeah, he uses geometry, which is like a cool mm-hmm. nod to him being, uh, you know, the smart. Mm-hmm student that he is that he is yeah he put someone like a loop falling through the grand canyon for like what seven hours or something like that i guess until he used to show up yeah <laughs> but um they yeah, had the fight scene they also you know what I, I guess not to necessarily jump to that too quick like i did but um them in the lab together was really good we talked yeah, again like garfield toby tom all you know, working together. And I think them on top of the school was a really mm-hmm. good scene where they're all talking about their, like, you know, them losing someone yeah. and the great, with great power comes great responsibility. How they mourn and everything. They yeah. fed off each other very well, with, especially with the mechanical webs, web blasters versus the natural ones. That was a good argument. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the villains that they were fighting and they're on the scaffolding. Yeah. It's just a couple of little nice things like the cracking toby's back and mm-hmm. i'll say a lot of humor toward the end of this movie i felt like was derived from garfield's spider-man yeah i thought he he really brought a lot of like humor and energy to it not to take anything from toby i kind of felt like toby mcguire wasn't like 100 percent in on this but am i the only one did anyone else feel no, like he was kind of off? And, and i think maybe part of it is just because it felt like andrew garfield was so into it i mean mm-hmm. i think for both of them like when you think of how their series ended, like they both probably needed closure with this role. Like mm-hmm. people don't look on Spider-Man three that fondly and uh, amazing Spider-Man two. People really don't look. I mean, I think that's the worst of all of them. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing yeah. that Rami wants to do a, a Spider-Man four to close it out and they want to mm-hmm. do it. And they, they want to do multiple things with Garfield's. Yeah. So I, I, I could totally see them. Well, according to the Marvel's official page, they have both of them on there as part of the MCU. So, mm-hmm. I definitely could see them doing a closure for Toby's. I 
Not so much Toby. I I think I can definitely see Sony having plans for like a Garfield Spider-Man project. Like, could you see Marvel doing like a Logan kind of style for the Toby one, like where he dies? I would want to like, see a, it. I don't a, think a, they would a do a farewell it. goodbye. I don't think they would do it though. I don't know. Old man but, Toby. Why? Well, I, I, well, I think. <laughs> I think Multiverse of Madness is gonna open that pandora box out for a lot of options for movies yeah yeah i I can see that i saw an interview with alfred molina and he was saying that he also was kind of skeptical about doing this because when he was doing it for spider-man 2 the arms were were puppets and it was a lot of pressure on his back and i remember Mm -hmm. toby having the same complaints about him having back problems and everything back issues but if you look at the stuff now i don't think technology i think a lot of the stuff of spider-man swinging is all cgi Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with Doc Ock in this one. It was he was like, Yeah, I just stood there and like they, they put them on digitally. Mm-hmm. I'm so sure. it's like it was easier for me to do my job and I I done. think that would be something that would entice or probably did entice Toby to come back mm-hmm. to, for this. He yeah, I mean I also wonder what Cause you notice that like a lot mm-hmm. of the scenes with him, he's wearing the super without the mask on. Mm-hmm. So everything with him with the mask on was definitely CGI'd. I also got to wonder what his deal is with acting. Because, I mean, this is the first, like, acting gig he's done in, like, almost five years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd be curious to see him. Credit? I'd be curious to see him do an interview and talking about about this. See what he says. <laughs> you you know what his last credit was. Say it. The Boss Baby. <laughs> How'd they get him to be in that movie? <laughs> Lots of money. He, we might have talked about this before. I, again, I mean, our Holy Trilogy episode, I feel like delves into a lot of this, but he's like a notorious like poker player. Like he's like supposed to be like really, really like vicious. Did you guys hear about that? About oh him? yeah, like didn't, he's. I heard that. Didn't they say like it was a Joe Keery like plays him in Molly's game? Miss, the Aaron Sorkin movie. There, there is somebody based on him in Molly's game. Yeah, it, it might be Joe Keery. Is it him or Michael Cera? It's Michael Cera. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Is he in Molly's game? Like Joe Keery? Yeah, he is. I think. Okay, but yeah, you're right. Michael Cera, Molly's yeah. game. It's about like this uh, big like Hollywood underground like poker game. I've heard of it. And um, yeah, but, but I mean, I think it's loosely based on real life and supposedly toby is like the worst of the worst in this very high profile say he's very tough i definitely heard about that yeah, um, yeah michael sarah's character joe keery is in that michael okay. sarah's character is player x toby McGuire. yes yeah. player toby H- him and leo are supposedly good friends too yeah but yeah it's been a while since we've seen toby do they were gonna stuff. get him into play spider-man i think dicaprio james cameron was gonna direct yeah what else do we want to say the well, I guess the ending of this movie, how do you guys feel about it? So, I mean, basically, they have to do the spell to make everything go back. So, everyone does forget. And Tom Holland's Peter makes the decision to not mm-hmm. tell MJ or Ned who he is. And he kind of goes off on his own now, where he's in his own apartment. He makes his own suit, which I th- might be the coolest suit we've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it yeah it's takes, like I think it takes pays homage to both the Andrew and Toby ones and in their rifle mode. but it looks more like the comics more than anything it does yeah the comics and like the cartoon but i mean i think it's an interesting choice i mean i think a, a big thing that should be noted notice is um no star tech he's all on his own right mm-hmm. yeah had the same one kind of bedroom apartment that toby has in spider-man it 2 reminded and 3. me a lot of toby's yeah i was waiting for a dinkovich cameo 
how funny would that that would be so funny like even if it didn't amount to anything else just him going rent putting his head in we we might get honestly a that actually. might have been like the theater you would have gotten the largest theater reaction probably to that yeah well we had our bets and i said like if we if there's like, if we had, like a rosemary harris and ned making out in this i gotta like drop like 10 grand on black I thought Ned and Lizard, right? Oh, and Ned, and Lizard, Ned and Lizard. Ned and Lizard. I think we needed a scene between Lizard and uh, James Franco's Harry. <laughs> Into the Mayverse. There, there might be a deleted scene with James Franco in this. It, it's ironic that he just came out about his allegations after this movie. Yeah, he's been MIA for a while. That is why I didn't realize that until like I saw the article and it was like speaks publicly after four years yeah <laughs> like that's horrible he did the disaster like, artist he got his golden globe and then he's been yeah mia since i yeah. haven't seen that either in disaster artist it's, it's a good, good movie. movie it is good it's funny when he calls up tommy was so at the golden globe yeah <laughs> i like, can't didn't let him talk until i can't like, look at oz the grand powerful like, the same anymore a lot of movies you can't look at the same anymore <laughs> although again i will say this is the end is the funniest i've laughed in a movie theater <laughs> oh yeah well, that in Hall Pass. Hall Pass. Have you seen that? <laughs> I have. Yeah, I've watched it. It's good. <laughs> it's great. Coakley. <laughs> Crawl by. But yeah, I mean, that's I, you. You highlight the end of this movie very well, John. You know, the, the more I think about it, the more I try to wrap my mind around how they're going to move forward with the episode, the Spider-Man series. Everyone doesn't know he's Peter Parker. Is it a fresh start? Do I have to think of the past? You know. Well, John. I was talking before he got here into the studio. He was saying, "Well, it gives you so many more options to where you want to go. You could do a Gwen Stacy. You can mm-hmm. do MJ down the line if you wanted to. Um, the Daily Bugle. That's like what's like our Zendaya, our Jacob Batalon. Like, are they going to be in the next one? Like, I... and that's how I feel. Where I feel like they might not be in the next one, but I feel like when they do bring them back, it's going to be this big event. You know? Yeah." Um, and I, were, I think if I had to put my money on anything, they're going to do Oscorp now. Mm-hmm. No, and that's from what you were saying. Even what Dave was like, Daily Bugle, Gwen Stacy, Osborne. Like I think these things are going to come into him. Honestly, maybe even in the next one. Um, and another team up, I feel like they're going to do is him with Miles Morales. Like yeah. maybe not in the next one. And I honestly feel like they're going to give Miles Morales his own movie. And then they bring them together. I don't think he's going to get introduced in a Peter Parker Spider-Man. No. Uh, well, maybe. If I anything, think, uh... he might show up in Miles Morales' movie. But when they introduce Miles Morales, that's going to be his movie. I don't think they're going to want to throw him in with a Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Dustin from Stranger... Or no. Who, what's the, who's the, who's the one kid in Stranger Things? It's not Dustin. I Lu- Lucas. Lucas, yeah. He would be really cool. I was trying to think of who you'd cast as Miles Morales. He as would be Miles. cool. Okay. I don't know I don't know who else. I can't think of anyone yeah. else. I could see them going unknown. Like just yeah, an actor. I'd be, that, and I'd be yeah. perfectly fine with that. Yeah. I was looking at that on my phone. Did you say the kid from Stranger Things? Yeah, Lucas. Mm-hmm. I said Dustin for how I can't good. see that. Yeah. I you know what I think we're also not talking about is I feel like um this movie has a lot to owe to into the spider verse because i feel like when they did that movie i feel like that opened a lot of doors of like what we can do with spider-man i don't think you get this movie without that yeah oh i saw something else too online that they wanted if it wasn't for timing filming and budget whatever they wanted to bring emma stone back for um spider gwen 
That would have been awesome. In, in this movie. Yeah, yeah. That would have been cool. I I don't know if it would have been too much like overpacking, but that would have been, yeah. That would Collider have been cool. was reporting like a while ago that Kirsten Dunst and Dane DeHaan were going to be in this. Hmm. Like, I don't know where they got that information, but they were reporting yeah. that. I think Emma Stone was pregnant during like part of the filming of this. But that would have Dane DeHaan and Kirsten Dunst. I can see Dane DeHaan is. <laughs> I'd be very curious. I've only seen still shots, but if they ever do another um, to, um, Andrew one, Shailene Woodley's Mary Jane would be really interesting to see. They filmed some stuff with her. Right? Yeah, I, I remember a year before that came out, like seeing like photos of her as MJ. Yeah, she'd been a great MJ. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a uh, Harry. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is Craven. <laughs> I think if they're gonna do Craven, it's gonna be modern day. He's just gonna be like a hitman. Well, they're, we're gonna see Craven, Aaron Taylor Johnson. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Yeah. That's the thing. Like some of these villains are like pretty outland. Like you got to find a way to like adapt them. And yeah, I think Mysterio. Like what they did with him was cool. I thought, the, and they've they've done a good job with that. I think in so. These Holland Vulture, movies. I think, might be one of the best examples. Yeah, we're yeah, definitely getting cool. one more Holland one. It's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Feige's already said it's already in production. Yeah, but Tom Holland also said that he wants to take time off to start. A, he, he said he wanted to take time off to start a family. That's what he said. Isn't he like your age, John? Like, probably how old a little, is he? A little older. He's like twenty-five. He's probably twenty-five. Okay. I did write for Collider, uh, Kevin Feige, because there was the whole thing in twenty nineteen where it was like Marvel and Sony like split up. Forgot, so Feige yeah. like said like that's not going to happen again. Like I don't mm-hmm. think I don't. I'm sure they're going to do one. I mean, this movie's already made a billion dollars. They're yeah. going to make another one. It it is interesting, and I think the the Sony movies moving forward with Holland, I feel like are going to definitely stand on their own more but i think the fact that this is a essentially a sony movie and it's making i mean this is making like ridiculous amount of money for like the the time we're living in now but i i think for sure sony has a lot more um has a lot more say in what they do with this you know i kind of want to see what sony does with it yeah like i without so much involvement from marvel Mm -hmm. But an interesting point, too, is, and I I kind of brought this up, I think when they do do a fourth Holland Spider-Man, I don't know if you're getting John Watts back. Because I didn't, I I forgot he's doing Fantastic Four. You're right. So I think you you get all, you might get the same writers, but I think you're going to get a whole new director directing this thing. Yeah, I think so, too. We'll see how Multiverse does. Maybe Rami jumps back into it. I'm excited to see what he does with Strange. Got Scorsese doing it. Tom Holland supposedly challenged him, right? You know, I if if they do do Miles Morales, I could see them pushing him to be in like Young Avengers with with them mm-hmm. instead of Tallinn. That's a good point. That, that's just me. Yeah, because I think yeah. you're, we're gonna get a Holland's gonna be in college now with like the Spider-Man's gonna be in college and. Mm-hmm. I saw something on Instagram that was cool. It was like the original six Avengers, and then it was like the next six. Where it was like Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop for Hawkeye, Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk, mm-hmm. Natalie Portman as Thor, mm-hmm. Holland as Iron Man, Holland as Iron Man, yeah, mm-hmm. Anthony Mackie as Captain America. I could see that, and Florence Pugh as. Like when I guess it's like the loose like these are who again like I think your next Avengers team. I don't think you need to 
tailor it from that original team but i guess like basically like these are the next iterations of these characters and i think you're like holland is kind of the oddest just because they are doing the iron heart show yeah but and there's also I... still don Cheadle, who's getting armor war we haven't heard about that though which is interesting yeah, there's been like no noise and they announced a writer like a couple months ago so i guess yeah. they're still doing it i think portman dies in love and thunder that's just my she, supposedly like she has cancer in it or something doesn't yeah. she and in the movie so. or in real life? I think in the in the movie. Oh. I think that's like part of her storyline, how she becomes like Thor. Like Yeah. That's like a comic line. Yeah. yeah. Still not a fan of them doing the off screen breakup between the two of them. It's very quick, yeah. I I mean she was like supposedly pissed. I, was it money? This is a Marvel episode. No, because Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct Thor the Dark World. And I guess it wasn't working out with her, so she got removed from the project. But I think Natalie Portman was still signed on to do the second Thor, even when they brought in a new director. And I think she was just kind of like very like sour about it. I think she wanted to do whatever Patty like. Yeah, she was excited about making it because of Patty Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> and we saw how that movie turned out. <laughs> so. I don't know if that movie would have been necessarily better, even if Patty Jenkins directed it. Should but. Malekith have uh, been the sixth villain in this? He could have shown up in this, yeah. I'll get the lizard. <laughs> Lizard's gotten a lot of love this episode. He's a great villain. It also, like... I would have loved to see Vulture Keaton in this. I would have loved to see him. It would have been great. I, I do think this movie was... It, Keaton would have been... I just don't get why you just, why they... Not that I'm, like, really... Like, it's... I think the movie made it work, but, like, I don't get why you don't do the sixth villain. Like, why... I guess maybe... I kept thinking it was going to be Venom. I kept thinking he was going to show up toward the end of this. I was thinking Mysterio, maybe. But... People think he's still alive. Gyllenhaal probably didn't want to do another one. I was just thinking how insane the ending of Let There Be Carnage is. <laughs> With like them getting married and fighting in the church. <laughs> like... It's a trip. But, but yeah, did, did Gyllenhaal die at the end of... Far from home, he did. I think, I, he got shot. Did he? I, mean, okay. I guess you don't clearly see him die, but yeah. Now, would our audience have audibly booed if Joan Hall showed up as the sixth villain in this? I think the only way he would have shown up is if everything was an illusion and it was just him going back to fight Spider-Man on his own in the in the finale. But what I'm saying is, like, given all the Taylor Swift stuff, do you think people would have reacted negatively? Toward Joan. Oh, I think you'd have that, that side of the fan base for sure. Yeah. Would you describe Willem Dafoe in this as casually cruel in the name of being honest? <laughs> he was he was he went to like the Heath Ledger Joker like deaths of like there's sinister. Gonna be, there's gonna be film. a lot of memes of I mean like oh, yeah. Holland's just he, pounding on him and he's just like smiling. I would say that lyric that you just dropped, John, I would say maybe Ock. That's probably the best. Like he was, he was pretty savage in this. He was. Like yeah, cranky is like the best cr- part. Cranky, he was cranky in this. Where's <laughs> <laughs> my machine? Oh, uh, but what else? Uh, I, I we touched on everything. I feel. I, I guess it, it was kind of cool seeing some of the callbacks. Like we always bring up the um, Toby and Doc Ock talking at the end. Mm-hmm. Otto. They did. Their, they pushed their lines back and forth. My dear boy, Electro and Andrew. Andrew always like had a soft spot for Max. Like even like 
even in this one, he was like, oh, hey, Max. Yeah, some of that stuff, especially even like the Toby Sam, like it felt forced. Like it felt very. It was like, cringeworthy, okay but it was like, like, I guess it was kind of cool like, to, no, to see it, but. Yeah, like nobody was asking for a reunion with like Toby and Sandman, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you but, guys think they asked too for Grace to be in this? No. <laughs> I don't. Maybe in like a blooper reel? I don't. I don't know. But speaking of Topher Grayson, if we're going to stay on the topic of Venom, what do we think of the first post-credit scene here? We are post-credit brews. We got to talk about the post-credit scenes. That's right. Looking um, forward to seeing the symbiote, but I feel like for the major development that that end credit scene felt like in Let There Be Carnage. Yeah, it just go right back it, on this. I think you know, it, I think it essentially took Tom Hardy out of being in the MCU completely. Me too. Yeah, it almost felt like just like a deep fake type thing. You know, like just we're not going to worry about this. Yeah, it's it didn't like even look. It didn't so, even look like Tom Hardy in that in that at all. It didn't even look like him. You got so pumped for the end of Let There Be Carnage about it, and then it's like, yeah, oh, wait, we're not going to do that. But I guess they're probably going to. Maybe I don't know. That's what always signified why I thought he was going to show up in this. Like I thought he was going to show up toward the end, whatever they fight they were going to do, and he was going to fight with them, but. Yeah, if you think about it, he's still in this. If he got dragged into it, he's still there. It looks like. I mean, it looked. Yeah, because they. Because Strange never even knew, knew he was out there. Knew none of these guys were out there. Yeah. Well, he well he knew that the five were. We had to get those five back. Yeah, but he didn't know he was. Yeah. They're probably right. going to explain it by like if he somehow gets the symbiote. Vent Hardy's Venom can probably still like sense it, or they'll, if, they'll work it. Even in, if probably. he's in like his own universe, yeah. but it reminded me of like I felt like well, X Men did this a lot, where they like their post credit scenes pretty much meant nothing for like whatever came forward. So I don't know. It kind of felt like this was just sort of a, a one off type thing. And I'm thinking now, like, was there, wasn't there a like. I don't know if it was ever officially confirmed, but didn't like apparently Tom Holland film a cameo for the first Venom? I think they said like his school he... took a trip to that like foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh. yeah. I mean they they definitely want to do something with Spider Man and Venom in the future, but and yeah, I mean maybe that's their end. Maybe the symbiote is somehow connected to to Peter or you know whatever the symbiote really wants to find Tom Holland and. Yeah. uh links up with them this one article saying that one theory is that the symbiote's going to follow through with venom's plant and go track down spider-man mm-hmm. i could see that interesting and i think i mean the second one was cool i think the next doctor strange movie looks good yeah i mean that was cool just because i mean we haven't gotten a post-credit scene like that since the end of the first avenger i think like, it speaks to i guess the event movie that that really will be yeah. I mean, that has, like, their prime May date. Yeah. You got some big characters coming back for that. You obviously have Strange. And, it, you know, I, I think what they're kind of trying to undersell with it is, um, or what's not getting talked about enough, is you sort of have this blend of, you know, the movies, and you're mixing the TV shows in with it, too. So, which I'm sure we're going to see moving forward a lot. And I think Rosemary Harris is coming back for that, right? Mm-hmm. It was interesting. I, I saw she did a lot of her own stunts in the uh, original ones, and that's mm-hmm. not even like joking. She did. Yeah, there's an interview with her saying I did like on Broadway, did ballets. I was flying. Like that's pretty cool. I mean, she probably could have. She probably could have hung with everybody. She had 
this one. The Umbrella. I mean, she's still alive, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Was Martin Sheen supposed to be in this? You saw him at the end when the spell, like when the spell, you saw him coming through. You just saw him waving. Into the Benverse. Into the Uncle Benverse. <laughs> Alright. Serious question. And I, mean, I think we've, we've talked about as much as we want to. Change 2 looks awesome, though. But That was the second post-credit scene. It was just a trail for it, a sneak peek at it. If you were to cast anyone as Uncle Ben in this universe, who would you cast to be married to? Tomei. Yeah. It's got to be someone younger, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Marissa Tomei also isn't, like, incredible. Like, she's got to be in, like, her 50s. Like, she's not, like, super, super young. I think I go Mark Rylance. <laughs> but the same character he played in Don't Look Up, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Hmm. I don't know, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I do want to give a serious answer. I, I got a, an actor, I'm thinking. That I could definitely have seen in, in these movies. Hear me out. Steve Carell. I, Dave, I'm not... No, I, I think that's great. Like yeah. a great-haired Steve Carell? That's good casting. I, I watched a movie recently with Steve Carell where I felt like as he gets older as an actor, he's going to be like a Martin Sheen type Remember actor. Remember he was the abusive wrestling coach? Fox, Fox, Foxworthy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, John DuPont, right? Yeah, and Foxcatcher. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I think he's he acts very similar like Martin Sheen, I feel. And he's like, the more roles he's done recently, he's had like the gray hair and he's looking a little older. Um, you know who I was going to say? Um, I think Marshall was bad as a bad choice. He's I, good. I, I like him at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was an older Aunt May and Uncle Ben, but it was good. Um, I mean, nothing was as old as Bruce. It's funny there's Martin Sheen. (laughs) But what about... um, I was going to go Ron Livingston from Office Space. That's a good one. I could have seen that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know who I'd go. My second choice was Kevin Bacon, too, but... If you're going for a week... Yeah, Kevin Bacon, okay. I mean, you know, just just a a thing to think about. Bradley Cooper? Uh, well, he's rock. I can't see him doing it. But. Yeah, I say he's taken. Uh, yeah. Um, Michael Douglas would have been a good one for for Ben Parker. Yeah. So I mean, he could have played Ben Parker in the, the Garfield ones. Yeah. yeah, he definitely could have. Yeah. Emilio Estevez, right? <laughs> yeah. If we want to do that. <laughs> oh, God. It's a good episode, though, guys. What, what else? you want to kind of close out with anything or? I guess we could just close it out. Maybe just what's your prediction? Who are we going to see in Multiverse of Madness? I think I have a list that I gave you guys already. Right. But I'm definitely thinking you're going to see Deadpool in this. I think you're going to see Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Reed Richards. I think there, there's going to be... And Dark Horse. It's going to be um, a variant of Iron Man played by Tom Cruise. I, I think that's that's my, my like, Dark Horse. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see. <laughs> Tom Cruise is a less gross one. <laughs> That's who we want to see. Um, I I like where you're you're swinging for the fences, Dave. I like it. <laughs> I I think I think we are seeing a very big cameo in Multiverse of Madness. Um, Andrew I, and Toby are probably gonna come back. I don't know. I. I don't I think, think it's going to be that bold. I would give that 
Yeah. It's going to be tough. Do you do one and not do the other? I think that's what's hard with it. I think if you did one or the other, you're definitely getting Toby. Just you get that Sam Raimi, you know, reuniting with with Toby. I I would bet money you'll see Captain Carter from What If in this. Yeah, definitely. I I think this is going to tie the closest to what's going on in What If. Yeah. I can't really sure. think of any other what if characters though that would come in. You don't think you see Deadpool in this? I don't I, I think Multiverse of Madness has I think the main theme is connecting that with WandaVision. You know, the the after effects of WandaVision are gonna play significant and Spider Man Far From Home are gonna play significantly I'll, into. I'll be really ticked off if they don't like I really want them to tie this to like I really want WandaVision to have, like, consequences. And, like, I hope this movie pays off with that. Yeah. Like, I think I really like the idea of, like, Strange finding out by seeing, like, these WandaVision, like, residents, like, on the news. Mm-hmm. or Like, I, they, I I really hope they pay it off. I, I had mentioned that, too, even when when we were watching Far From Home. I, I, I made a little comment to you, John, where I think Strange makes some comment where he's, like, um, you know, their sacrifice in dying is you know a small effect on like the big universe or he makes some comment like that but it's like you know the grand scheme of things them dying helps the universe as a whole right right and i feel like that is going to be the biggest theme in the multiverse of madness where yeah i mean i think he sees what wanda is capable of and what she may do in the future and I don't know if it's confirmed, but I feel like she's the main villain. Like, I feel like it, at the yeah. end of the day, like, Strange kind of almost has to take her out, you know? Now, is he at the end of that movie? I doubt it, but... And they explicitly... They do mention Westview in the trailer, so... Mm-hmm. But I think it's tough because it's a fine line because... These people who just casually go to the movies, they might not be watching the shows. Like, you can't guarantee that someone's going to have watched WandaVision. Yeah. But I will say, I mean, I feel like the Marvel property, regardless of whether or not people are watching these shows, like, they're going to come out to these movies. Yeah. You know? Definitely. So there will be payoff. And, like, I don't need it to be, like, so overtly explicit. But, like, I like what you're saying, where it's, like, Westview is Strange's, like, sample of, like, look, she did this. What's she going to do now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know... WandaVision was the best MCU show they did last year. That's my favorite. And I Loki's not far behind it for me, but yeah. it it's taking me a while. I think it's going to take a while for Marvel to make that big a take that big of a risk on like a property moving forward. But I think it was I think it paid off for them with WandaVision, but Yeah, WandaVision I like that a lot. I tell you my theory close out with my theory. The spell what Wanda did and what Loki happened in the Loki all right. happened at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that. That's my theory. I thought that was a that's a very great theory, Dave. I think that's I think that's true. I think yeah. Pat myself on the shoulder for that one. I could see that <laughs> being like strange. Like I don't know why this spell didn't work and mm-hmm. yeah. Cause, cause I, I don't think what Peter was doing was would really tamper right. with it's anything. Be like, is it that much of a consequence? Like, and I, I you could, could see... definitely tell he was losing control while he was doing the spell. As it's happening, yeah. And I could just see right. that, and then what she was doing, what she was struggling, and then what happened. You know, look, I, I think it all was like the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. It just happened. Everything collided once. Yeah. Man, this is you know what? You know what I think we need to talk about too right now. The Eternals. 
No, we got to close out. <laughs> no. What? I just forgot about the Eternals. Are we going to see them in anything Me else? Me too. I was just... <laughs> I wrote about it. Apparently, Eternal... I wrote about... The, originally, the way it was going to end was it was just going to be them on the ship. Oh, was that your article? Like, yeah. Okay, so I saw ending. something on Collider, yeah. But I wrote in the article, I was like, who knows when the sequel like is going to happen? Like, Yeah, I... Did it make... I mean, I feel like Eternals made money. But... I put... I think it made, like, a, like a slightly under $200 million domestically. I think it made, like, around $500 million worldwide. I'll say again, like, just within the two weeks that Spider-Man's been... The amount of money that it has made, it's crossed a billion, like, globally already. And right. keep in mind that it came out the week and before Christmas, so I feel a lot of people didn't even see it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it still made that much money. I don't think there was anything giving a competition on Chris. I mean, Ma- no, Matrix and King, the King's Man. Those are there's... making like they're not making any money at the box office. I was here. Well, Matrix Who is also asked... on HBO Max. Yeah, right. Who asked for the King's Man? So like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious about it, but I was seeing too. I <laughs> Spider Man podcast, right? But I was seeing the King's Man. That poor box office is probably going to affect whether or not we get a Kingsman three. Which I would want to see. Like, I didn't like the second Kingsman, but... I think the second one's okay. Yeah. It's a step down. The, the second Kingsman just doubles down on everything from the first, and it's like yeah. an example of not a good... It's like an Iron Man 2, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where we're at, you know? Marvel movies are making Bonko bucks, and the other ones aren't. So. And, we'll, and we'll be here to cover them. We'll keep seeing <laughs> the, the podcast and yeah. the blog and everything. Yeah. Ah, it's good. Could be good being back in studio. It's a fun episode. Yeah. What do you guys think the next Marvel project is? It's obviously we have Strange in May. I'll bet we're gonna get a show before then. She Hulk, right? Is that coming? Uh, I mean, yeah, I would think She Hulk or Moon Knight, definitely, but probably She Hulk. Well, I think next year we're definitely getting. Yeah, I think we're in She Hulk. We're and de- then they're, Moon they're, Knight. They're hundred percent gonna do a show between January and May. Miss Marvel. We're getting Miss Marvel. Summer. Summer, yeah. But I think one of those two is going to come out between January and Feb- One of them will probably premiere in February, I would bet. Or maybe March. March is maybe more realistic. Yeah. Book of Boba Fett's going to go into like mid-February. Started so. today. Right. Started today. We got to watch it. Yeah. So they might wait then maybe till March. Yeah. Secret Invasion? They're filming that, I think. That'll come out in 2022 also, yeah. I bet. No. We got a lot of Marvel content coming out for you guys. I mean, we have a, a good splurge of movies and, and shows, too, that we'll probably talk about in the coming episodes. Um, we got Licorice Pizza still we got to do. and BTC uh, collab. And I'm sure we're going to be doing some of book of Boba Fett, whether we do an episode or we do like a episode right down the blog or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of requests for a journal for Jordan, right? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that came out too. I'm hearing no one talk about that. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have high hopes for season four post credit brews. So I'm still shocked we're on, we're still out in the air, but we're gonna keep doing what we love doing. Keep talking movies, TV, and see what you guys say. Thank you to our listeners. We got a lot of good listeners out there. Yeah, a lot of support. Yeah. Thank you to the breweries for letting us try the beers and. Taking recommendations always for beers. Yeah. yeah, For beers and for content, too. If you want us to review anything. Yeah. Definitely just let us know in the 
and the DMs were on Instagram mostly for that. We're on mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram the most for our social media. Yeah. We're on Apple, Spotify, our big hitters, hitters for the show. Mm-hmm. iHeartRadio, Amazon, SoundCloud. Um, again, still hearing when you hear from Pandora and Sirius XM, but I hope to get a contact say. done soon. Um, but yeah, again, thanks for joining in. And stay tuned for what we have coming down the line. We're going to try to be more active. Maybe try to get some merchandise out th- this year. We'll try to be more active with the social media posts and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But as always, this has been Postcode of Bruce. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you later. Thank you.